What is up, everybody? Welcome back. This is a big weekend. I'm traveling tomorrow. I'm headed back to Arizona. I'm going to Flagstaff to Hidden Light. They have asked me to come back and be a portfolio reviewer at this review session they're doing on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to look at a lot of student work and give feedback, and it's this all-day thing. And then on Sunday, which is Easter Sunday, I believe we're going to go to Sedona and do some shooting. So it's a quick trip, but I'm super excited about it. And I thought it would be kind of cool to do a little bit of a travel edition, what's in my bag kind of thing. Let's get started. Okay, I've got three bags that I'm taking on this trip, which is kind of one more than I'd like to have for such a short amount of time, but I do want to bring a tripod and some stuff. So the tripod and any kind of accessory stuff goes with my clothes and that gets checked. The other two bags I carry on. I am a big proponent of not checking camera gear. It's just really risky. And so I've got two bags, one for my still camera that I'm bringing. And then the other is this one, which I showed you guys in the last video. My friend Brian has designed this and he's got a Kickstarter going on right now. And he sent me one of the prototypes and I'm really excited to try this out. So this is basically an everyday carry bag. And this one goes with me. And what's in here basically is um, my iPad, so I can kind of keep in contact with email and such. And uh, I travel really light with this. And then it's got these two front pockets that I love. First of all, they've got waterproof zippers on them, which I think is a really nice touch. Uh, one of them contains kind of accessory stuff. So, you know, I've got Apple Pencil and I've got, you know, various things that I need to uh, put images on my iPad if I want to do that. And I put everything in this little SD card pouch. And so that's on one side. On the other side, is my RX 105 which is my travel camera and this is one that I take everywhere and I know this looks a little weird I have these two little windscreens on the top and that's basically if you're shooting video and there is wind noise this prevents it from making ugly sounds in the microphone it looks ridiculous but it is essential if you were shooting video this bag also has two pockets inside I'll usually put my phone in one of those and so everything's always together and probably my favorite feature on this bag that I'm really excited about is it's every pocket on here has cable pass through which basically means it's got a hole with a grommet on it. So if you get one of these like USB power bricks or something, you can run your cables through and you can power all of your devices while it's in your bag and while you're on the go so you don't have to think about it. And so it's a really nice touch. Uh, the other thing that's very cool, and this is my favorite feature, aside from the cable pass-through, is this awesome magnetic clip. It just kind of finds itself and clips down. If you want to unclip it, you just kind of pull it up and out and you're ready to go. So this just goes up over your shoulder like this. In the last video, somebody said, there's nothing wrong with a man purse. The alternative to this is like stuffing your iPad and your phone and your point and shoot into other luggage or a jacket or something, and it's not all together. I really like this idea of keeping everything in one place. I mentioned Brian is doing a Kickstarter for these right now. It's only a $60 bag, which is pretty amazing when you consider it's made with rip-proof fabric. It's padded on the back. I mean, you're gonna pay a lot more than that for most bags. And he's doing a Kickstarter on this right now. So if you're interested in getting one, I'll put a link in the show description. You should head over. It's got like a week or two left. So if you want one, now's the time to do it. He calls this the commuter pack. So far, pretty awesome. Next up is the camera bag. And again, this is another one that I carry on. And I decided that I'm only bringing one camera on this trip for stills. I'm gonna bring the RX105 for doing video and I'll probably bring a GoPro as well. Um, but anyway, this is an older bag that I have. I'm not even sure they make this anymore. It's a little bigger than I'd like it to be, but it's kind of a big camera. But this is a Lowell Nova 5. And like I said, I don't know if they make these anymore. I, I haven't used this in a long time. I've had it forever. Uh, but inside the Lowell, and this is where it gets fun, this, is a big lens. 
This is a Schneider 35 millimeter, which goes to a medium format camera, which brings me to this little point and shoot. So the awesome folks over at Digital Transitions were kind enough to loan me a phase one for the weekend, and I am so amped about this. So this is an XF body. I've got two lenses. I've got the 80 millimeter and then also this 35 millimeter, uh, which is the wide, and this is kind of more of a normal to portrait length. The video that I did on the phase one a few months ago had a black and white back on it. So it was a black and white only camera. This one is color. And you have to remember that the phase one is a module system, which means everything on here is interchangeable, not just the lens, but also the body, the viewfinder, and then the back. And the back is where the sensor is. So the idea is that you could be in the field and you could switch over and shoot the achromatic and do a bunch of black and white work, or you could come back over and use the trichromatic. You could also switch this to an older back if you wanted. Whatever will fit with the XF body is what's available. Now the trichromatic is called the trichromatic for a very interesting reason, and it has to do with the technology that Phase 1 have developed within the camera itself. And so basically the way a digital camera works is you have a sensor and that sensor picks up fields of red, green, and blue, your RGB spectrum, and then it combines those in the end on the final image. So when you get down to the little pixel level, each photon on that sensor is capable of picking up one of those colors. Now, in theory, they would be separated, but in reality, there is a lot of overlap. So you get a lot of red overlapping with green, overlapping with blue, which is not a big deal. It's a compromise that's made uh, just in the technology that we have with digital imaging right now. So what phase one have done on this is they've developed has to do with the Bayer filter and so your color array filter they have developed a technology that will separate these out a little more there is a trade-off I think it costs them like a third a stop a light or something like that I'm not really sure you'd have to go look at the specs on their website but the result is is you get more separation in those fields it's not perfect but you get a better separation than you do with most other cameras and so the result is is you have much better color definition and this means you have more shades of reds or magentas or greens or whatever that happens to be in the end. And already in the test images that I've done on this, it is just like unbelievably amazing. You'll look at something and the color definition, it's not saturation. Saturation is a way of bumping up uh, the saturation of any given color that you might select or the image overall. And what this does is it gives you a broader spectrum of let's say reds or greens. And so you notice a lot more color detail and it's pretty amazing. So I am really, really super excited about getting to use this. And I wanna thank Digital Transitions for sending this to me and uh, it's going to be a, a fun time on Sunday when we go to Sedona to shoot. If you are not familiar with Digital Transitions, they basically have uh, offices in Los Angeles and New York. In fact, I hesitate to call them offices because it's more like a studio. So they're a phase one dealer. They rent them and they sell them. And it's not like going into a camera shop. It is an experience. And actually, I did some filming last time I was in New York at their New York location, and I haven't put that in yet, but I'll probably talk about that. Uh, so what I'm planning on doing this weekend is we're going to do some shooting on this, and then I'm also going to do a little review that I'll prepare for you guys when you get back. So uh, it is not a cheap camera, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, anyway, so check out Digital Transitions. I'll put links to their YouTube channel and their Instagram account. Their Instagram account's pretty cool, and they do feature some really awesome photographers on there and a lot of behind the scenes. Another thing that Phase One do is they do a lot of training on Capture One. And I've talked a lot about Capture One. It's the software that was developed for Phase One, but it is open to other cameras as well. And uh, they do a lot of intensive training workshops with Capture One. So they're a really good resource to follow. So I'll put a link to their Instagram in the description. Check them out. One of the things that makes it very complicated when I travel and makes me pack a lot of stuff is the fact that I do videos and I'm also doing videos about photography related things. And since we have the phase one, I have to bring separate video gear for that. And I wanted to share this with you because I'm going to bring this along. And I actually use this on the Sony trip that we did in Las Vegas. So if you saw the dune buggy video, I had this long montage of dune buggy footage in there that was a lot of fun. And people had asked what kind of a gimbal I was using on that or how I was getting that steady footage. 
footage. So basically a gimbal is a powered device that allows you to, well, I'll show you. So it looks like this, it looks like a selfie stick. And if you power it on, it's this one actually has, um, there's, there's actually two buttons you have to hit to power it because this one has a little cable and it will power your GoPro. I love that because this has got much better batteries in it and you'll get much more film time because it's not relying on the internal battery. And by the way, I use a Hero 4. It's just my favorite of the GoPros. I really don't care for the others. So anyway, I can just power it, but then when I want to turn the gimbal on, you hit this button on the back and there it is. Now it's steady and you can see that electronically it senses motion and where the camera's moving. And I put this to the test when we were on that dune buggy thing and it, it's pretty amazing and that was some smooth footage. The other thing has a little joystick on the back and you can control it. So if I want to aim it down, you can do that and it'll still remain steady or if I want to point it up. And it's got some different modes on it that I don't use nearly as much uh, if you want to do follow modes and stuff like that. This one's just kind of defaulted to if I turn my hand, it turns the camera slowly and follows it and you can have it so it turns that off. And I mean, there's various things you can do. Uh, this gimbal is made by a company called Evo, and uh, I have three Evo gimbals, and I'm not sponsored by them. I've never met them or anything. I just kind of tried them, uh, and I swear by them. They're amazing. And so they use rechargeable batteries. You can pull those out. Uh, the tubes all break down, and so it breaks down into something that's very easy to carry. And they also make these, too, as an accessory. You can put a little stand on the bottom, which makes it really easy when you're not filming just to set it down somewhere. You're not worried about laying it down. And so I have one of these for the GoPro. I have one for the ARX 105. And then I've got a big one that you could put a DSLR on. In fact, here's the, this is the one for the ARX 100. It's not set up right now, but um, basically you have to balance these, then turn them on and you're good to go. And they're pretty easy to use. The size I like, the weight I like, they're not heavy. Uh, what's cool too, is you can get extension poles on here. So if you're doing something where you need to get further away from the camera, I don't really do that for vlogging stuff, but uh, that is available. So anyway, that company is Evo and highly recommended. Uh, really dig their stuff. Which brings me to my next point, which is a pro tip for you guys when you travel. In the United States anyway, you are not allowed to have lithium ion batteries in the checked cargo bin. So if that means if you put camera batteries or something in your luggage and they find them, they will remove them. And that will not be fun when you get to your destination and find out that your stash of camera batteries is missing. And it's kind of a rule that they tell you when you're going in. So one thing that has greatly simplified my life. Now I don't check camera gear, but I also don't check batteries obviously, but the gimbals and stuff, when I break those down, put them in their cases, they'll go in the luggage that does get checked. What I do is I remove all of my batteries and just get a little dot kit or something that you can use. I put everything in here. So that way, when you're going through security and they ask about lithium ion batteries, you're always covered. You can just pull those out of your luggage. The other cool thing is they are always together. And you can also, um, this one has two pockets, but I've also used Ziploc bags. If you have some that aren't charged that need to be when you're leaving, you can put them in the Ziploc bag. That way you know what's charged and what's not. So that's my little pro tip on rechargeable batteries simplify your life. Anyway, that is basically what I'm packing to go on this trip. And this is more than I would normally bring for a three-day trip. Uh, the thing that threw that off is that I want to do videos, but I also was very fortunate enough to get the phase one loan to me for the weekend. And so I want to thank Digital Transitions again from that. Check them out. They're a really great group of guys. They were like, just go get some great photos, shoot some great footage, and tell us what you think about the camera and just get to use it. And so I'm really, really stoked about that. So I'll be doing some videos while I'm there. And so I'm really looking forward to it. And a couple of you guys signed up when I mentioned this in the last video. So I will see you in Flagstaff and I will be reviewing your portfolios. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Flagstaff is a cool place. If you're interested in Hidden Light, the lab I'm going to, I'll post a link at the end of this video and you can go check out some of the work that I did last December. So anyway, I'm super stoked in the morning we take off and I'll see you guys then until the next video. Later.